0: classic streams.
1: Mm-hmm. How is it? Is it too tight?
0: What did you say? Then how do you expect me to dictate a report with a mouthful of gauze? Oh,
1: that's where it I wonder what happened to the gauze. Sit
0: down and so shut up. Well,
1: Sam, I didn't mean anything. I just meant it for your own
0: good. Pick you up just... your pencil, Effie. No, not the scissors. Oh, I'm, the I'm sorry, Sam. I'm sorry. Two patrolman Allure, uh, Aloysius, FX Clancy, 3rd Precinct Station. Claim? That's right.
1: The that nice black policeman that walked up and down our street. Same as if you want to know.
0: Down, Effie. From Samuel Stade, license number 137596, subject the one-hour caper, dear Clancy. In case you were aware of it, and I think you were, Clancy, this afternoon in San Francisco was warm, quiet, and dull. I was sitting in my underwear in front of the open window of my office reading the news of the blizzards back east not employed by the Chamber of Commerce to do this, my secretary had merely taken my suit downstairs to get it pressed. It began as the clock on the church of Dismas the leave around the corner was hammering out the hour of four.
1: Yeah? Uh, Mr. Spade, this is Hank Page. Page is right across the street. We printed some
0: cards for you, remember? Oh, yes, Hank, I was about to call you. My secretary is just making out the checks. Oh, forget that bill, Sam, I need your help. I'll drop in tomorrow, I'll be glad to talk to you. I oh, may be too late.
1: I'd rather not be seen coming to your office. How about the saloon uh, downstairs in your building, say, in five minutes? Well, if it's important, Hank. Well, I don't know. I, I got something here. I want you to look at it. If it's what I think it is, it's important. They're going to hang up now. See you in five minutes. Oh! <gasps> where
2: do you think you're going
1: in that? Same
0: old hat, Abby. What's the matter
1: with it? not referring to your hat.
0: Well, I'm trying to avert my eyes, Sam. Here's your suit. Oh. Oh. oh i Well, uh, look out the window, Effie. Put it on. a phone call. Maybe a job. I gotta meet a man.
1: Sam, you can't go on a job now. Why not? Why do you think I got your suit rest? The man's coming to take your picture. What man? From baffling Detective magazine.
0: Oh. Well, I'll try and make it, sweetheart.
1: Sam, I'm tired of making excuses to people i set up this appointment for 5 30 and I want you back in plenty of time. I wish you wouldn't go. Huh? Oh, all right, go on. But if you aren't back in this office by five o'clock, that's that's PM, Sam. You can you can find someone else to make your excuse. Okay,
0: okay. Shall we synchronize our watches?
2: <laughs> I
0: skipped the elevator and walked downstairs to save time. It was eleven minutes after four. Last beer time when I reached the entrance of the happy hour oyster and beverage
2: box.
0: I turned and looked across the street. Hank Pace was just stepping off the curb. He was jaywalking, but that didn't explain what
2: happened.
0: I saw it plenty of time and jumped back out of the way. It saw him, too. The wheels cut sharply towards him, and the front bumper caught him just hey, to bump the knee. Come on, come on, back on the sidewalk. Come on now, we'll take care of them. We'll take care of them. Sam. Sam. Yeah, Hank. Um, Leave be, Mr. Stay. Leave be. I've got to get it. Stay. Come on, get these people back. This man's hurt bad. Give him some
1: air. Better
0: not try to talk, Hank. uh, uh, Sam. Here. Uh, This
1: is it. Cigarette case. Hey, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What was that? What was that? What's what, Clancy? He he gave you
0: something there. A gold cigarette case. I've seen them. Oh, you must be mistaken, Clancy. Hank. Can you talk anymore? Cigarette case. I have to go. Find out. Gotta find out. My life. Yeah, what about your wife? I... I, I can't... <laughs>
1: Okay, take him away. Now, come on,
0: please, everybody, stand back. Any of you people identify this man? Yeah, I know. You better come along, then. No conditions. Oh, sure, sure. You can give her money as any effect. Yeah. Well. Oh. Hey, that's, uh Mrs. Page. She uh, didn't lose any time. Like to meet her then? Yeah, Maxie, I would. You know, uh, Melty says she's gonna look nice and. That's so. <laughs> Mrs. Page. What? Huh? I
1: uh,
0: knew your husband slightly. My name is Sam Spade.
1: Oh. Oh yes, yes. You're no, so he was going to see you. Did
0: he? Not quite. You happen to know what he wanted to see me
1: about? Yes, he, he found something a cigarette case. He couldn't tell me what it meant, but he seemed very worried about it. He told me that if anything happened to him, I should claim his belongings right away. I figure they are his watch, wallet, elk pit, the school ring, cigar color, little <laughs> cigarette case. give it to you. I mean, you know, I, I, I even thought he was getting better. Did your husband have
0: any fights lately?
1: Oh, no, my, no. He wouldn't dare with his heart.
0: He had a black eye. Oh,
1: oh
0: that happened at home. He fell down. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll be in touch with you. Outside, the fog was rolling in. I stopped under a streetlight and spent an estimated 45 seconds trying to figure out what time it was for the calendar watch my secretary gave me for Christmas. The barometer was falling, it said. The temperature was 63, and I was f- facing northwest. I looked in a jewelry store to find out it was 423. My hour was nearly half gone, and the only clues I had were a cigarette case and a black eye. I took the case out of my pocket and opened it. There were cigarettes, it. I took one out and lit it. It was nasty, and I saw something green behind the cigarette. It looked better. It looked like money. When I examined it more closely, I wasn't so sure. The printing on it was Dutch, and the amount was 100 florins. The banks were closed, but it only cost me two nickels and a pay telephone to find out where to take it. It was a small but solid-looking establishment on Montgomery. The gold lettering on the plate glass window shut Van Kelton Meisler, commercial agent, Amsterdam, New York, San Francisco, MacArthur, and Curaçao. Help. I uh, want to see Mr. Meisner. Uh, there is no Mr. Meisner. That's only Van Pelt. And I'm Hendrik Van Pelt. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't feel it like that. Maybe you can help me. What can I do with you? Well, uh, somebody paid me off for a job in Dutch money. I want to know how much it's worth. Oh, this is better than Meisner, I know. The value of money. Show me, please. Uh, Maybe you'd like a cigarette, too. That's Dutch. Please. My brand, Sumatra Queen, does I no, the money. 100 florins. High under the light, look. Serial uh-huh. number. Series M. Quadrate, clear is. Seals, with color is. Paper. Paper, excellent. Give it this shape. What's it worth? La, look. Latest quotation. Loring against the dollar. uh uh-huh. ha! Yeah. 53 dollars. 24 cents. That's the exchange we taking out uh, you like ten dollar notes? I love them. You mean that money's real money? Who knows better than I should? Eh? My brother was engraver to the Royal Dutch Treasury. <laughs> I myself in the manufacturer was until the occupation coming was. <coughs> Pardon me, would you mind saying that again, please? Oh, in the manufactory from all kinds of money, including already currencies from the Indies, East and West, Java, Tel Borneo, and homeland, Netherlands. Also, six months in Long, Bali, where I'm English learning. Oh, you <laughs> learned, learned English? Several foreign languages. Uh-huh, too, uh, I see. Well, I'll take it in ten. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. uh, hey. uh-huh. Ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, one, two, three, is uh, Nine cents and twenty cents, three cents. Uh, Thank you. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, eventually. I spoke a little bit. Yes, uh, uh, eventually you have lived in San Francisco for how long? Oh, uh, eventually quite some time. Oh, uh, I'm Hendrik van Zel. How are you? <laughs> how do you do? Yes, I, I, I know this on the cigarette case. Uh, you have the same initial, H.P. <laughs> Uh, who your name is, please? Uh, uh, Paul House, uh, Herman Paul House. Oh, in a ball house. You know, Paul you know, I like that cigarette case. <laughs> with the coincidence, you tell me your Dutch money. <laughs> Maybe also sell me the cigarette case with the Dutch cigarette. You uh, like those cigarettes? Oh, I love that. tomato Queen. I have them for nothing. No, no, such a pity to remove them from the beautiful case. They go together, cigarettes and the case. How, how much? What well, would we you say it's worth? Well, that's good gold. Hundred dollars? What do you pay Nothing. Huh? I took it off a dead body. Mm-hmm.
1: Get out! Get out of the grave,
0: Wallace! Help! Police! Stop these. Okay, Help. okay, Mr. Van Peller, go on. that me, followed by half a dozen city dicks and some who confused Van Pelt's burglar alarm with that of the bank next door. Nobody paid me any mind until I reached 3rd Street. I was just crossing when I saw it the second time. It was the same car that had run down Hank Page. I strained my eyes against the headlights. I couldn't make out the man behind the wheel, but I got the license plate before it happened. I told it before I heard it. It hit my chest like a sledgehammer. The last thing I heard was the footsteps of a heavy man pounding toward me. The clock on the church of business of faith was chiming the half hour. And now back to the one-hour caper, tonight's adventure with Sam Spade. with two clues, a cigarette case and a black eye and a dead man. When I woke up in the alley, I didn't have a cigarette case. I, said I had two black eyes. One of them was on me. Strangely enough, I was alive. I reached inside my shirt to examine the bullet all over my heart. There was nothing there but a bruise. I wondered what had been in that gold cigarette case besides gold and Dutch cigarettes. The slug had come at me hard enough to knock me down and out, but the case in my inside pocket had stopped it. I limped to the nearest phone booth and phone cuddle in the private position. The plates on the
1: hit-and-run car were registered to one Hendrick Van Pelt. Oh, oh Mr. Bates. I'm so glad you're here. I was beginning to worry. Where's Mr. Van Pelt? That's just it. That's just it. He went in the other room to make a drink. He hasn't
2: come
1: back. You don't know how glad I am you're here. Do you know why he invited me to have this drink with him? I guess I a one, way. Listen, he, he, he wants to buy Hank's cigarette case. And, of course, much as I hate an Indian grizzler, Mr. Spade. Yeah. Well, you know, Hank didn't leave much, only a little insurance. And the plumbing shop is a partnership, you know, Hank and Mrs. Soleil. And mm. the cigarette case is just a windfall. I told him you wouldn't stand in the way of a widow. I wouldn't think of it. I knew you'd do the decent thing, Mr. Spade. Give me Uh, me. Now, uh, now,
0: give uh me please, it. please, Mr. Spade. My bruises, besides, I haven't got it. You haven't got Oh, no. Now, look, 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 look Mr. Pace. Blanche. Okay, now, Blanche, try and think. Did you ever hear your husband mention Van Pelt?
1: No. Uh, no, they... No, they never even met. Mr. Van Pelt said
0: so. How'd oh, Van Pelt find out about the cigarette case?
1: He said you showed it to him.
0: Uh-huh. How well do you know your husband's partner, Mr. Soleil?
1: Oh, we're total strangers now. I told my husband everything. He forgave
0: me. Uh-huh. And what did Mr. Soleil tell you?
1: Nothing much, nothing. He's led a very dull life. Almost as soon as he got out of reform school, he took a forgery rap. Oh,
0: very but That's nice.
1: where he became a, a master quitter. In spur, did
0: they say? Oh, yes,
2: they do. So they're not much
0: help. Au contraire, Blanche. Au contraire. I escorted her outside and pushed her into a taxi. Then I walked back to Church Street. As I rounded the corner, I could see light in the window of Caitlin were hammering out a quarter of five when I entered Hank Page's shop. <laughs> in the back, a guy was sitting at his desk in his shirt sleeves checking off figures in a ledger. I introduced myself and he told me his name was Ben Soleil. He shook hands and so then he waved me to a chair across the desk. Oh, uh, this is awful, Sage. What with one thing and another where heels overhead and work and you've got to pull with these books, and I don't know a thing about it. And I Oh, pardon me. Eh? Could you tell me a little more about it? Huh? Oh, yes, I understand the problem. Well, we're handling it at this end, but we'll be very busy for a while. Uh, now, there's definitely no point in you dropping by tonight. I <coughs> well, you think the news of the boss's death would make some difference to those customers, but no. You take that fellow that just... Yeah, I know you're very busy, Mr. Suley, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, so... Hey, uh, what makes you think that car deliberately ran down the board? Did I say so? Well, you're an insurance dick, aren't you? You got me tagged. Anybody have anything against them, as far as you know? No, he, he fired two printers last week. Why? Well, they couldn't spell in English. You, uh, see Mr. Page this afternoon? Yeah, he came in for about ten minutes, said he'd be back on the job tomorrow morning. He was killed just after he left. How'd he look? Oh, well, same as usual. You wouldn't say he'd been in a fight. Oh, good Lord, no. He was a sick man. He had a piece of porn in his hand when he was hit. Know anything about that? Oh, sure, he got it here. One of our customers, a man named Van Pelt, paid for some work with him. Boss wanted it for a souvenir, so he took it with him. Uh, does Van Pelt know about Page's heart? Oh, that's a stupid question, lad. You didn't know Page was killed with Van Pelt's car. Uh, that's a long shot, bud. Thanks. Here's another one. You're lying straight down the line. Huh? You wait up. A- you didn't see Page today. If he you had, you to mention mentioned he had a black eye. He didn't take that Dutch money for a souvenir. If he you had, you'd have mentioned the cigarette case. You said up. What are you doing? Shutting down for the night. You'll find out. Put your hands on top of the
2: desk.
0: I slipped the muzzle of my gun. I've been holding him in my lap for three minutes, far enough over the edge of the desk for things to later see it. He did what I told him to. The press room door was directly behind him, and I knew his body would screen my guns in the view of anybody that might come through it in response to the signal he sent. I didn't have long to wait. Three men, black with ink, came to the door and threw it into the little office. They strolled in, careless and casual. You got ice in your head. Huh? Watch this. uh, (laughs) Stop right there. I stopped. They'd all been mounted on the same pair of legs, but I didn't like my position at all. If these men decided to jump me, I could down just one of them before the other three were on me. I knew it, and they knew it. Then I felt some fresh air on the back of my neck as the street door opened behind me. It's up? me, Blanche Spade. Get out of here quick. Find a cop and bring him back here. Will you do that?
1: Sure, I will. You can count
0: on me. Blanche's mouth opened in a broad grin. I didn't need any more warning than that. I threw myself sideways, but I wasn't quick enough. The blow I got from behind was Blanche's lady's handbag type persuader didn't hit me full on. But I got enough of it to fold up my legs as if the knees were hinged with paper and I slammed into a heap on the floor. Something dark crashed towards me. I caught the both hands. and a foot kicking in my face. I wrung it the way it was. And went out of mouth. I was dimly aware that my feet were under me again. Some squirming thing was on my back, and a hot, damp object like a hand was across my face. I put my teeth into it. and I hit back as far as it would go. Maybe it smashed into the face it was meant for. I don't know. Anyway, the squirming thing was no longer on my back, and suddenly I could see again. I saw a brass door, six inches or so in front of my eyes. That's how I knew I was down on the floor again. I grabbed the cuspidore and tugged at it. I staggered to my feet with it and used it to clear a clear space in front of me. I swung it high and let go. Then I was back on the floor again with six or eight hundred pounds of flesh hammering my face into the pores. But you can't throw a brass cuspidore through a plate glass window into a rush hour crowd in downtown San Francisco without attracting
2: attention.
0: The hour of rescue was at hand exactly 5 p.m. concerns are not all in yet, but I think when the Feds pick up Van Pelt, they'll find he was telling the truth when he said he was working in a Dutch government printing office in Amsterdam at the time of the Nazi occupation. He probably bought his way out of the country with the same kind of money he and Soleil were printing here, genuine Dutch florins printed from the original plates. Being a skilled metal worker, he designed a gold cigarette case into which those plates would fit with uncanny accuracy. The crowning touch was the way in which he concealed from view. He filled the case with an odious brand of Dutch cigarettes, which only fools or criminals could possibly smoke. It was the safest hiding place in the world. So clever was it, now get this clancy boy, that even I, Sam Spade, detective, never suspected the presence of base metal until it stopped that slug Van fell through at me in the alley. Period. End of report. Oh, Sam, to think you went through all that,
1: just you're to keep your
0: promise promised me? Yes, Effie, but uh, what hurts even more than these wounds is the thought that you doubted my wife.
1: Oh, I didn't say that, Sam. I only inferred that you had no sense of time. Yes.
0: Yeah? Well, I guess you've changed your mind about that, eh?
1: No, I haven't,
0: Sam. May I ask why?
1: Well, I'd rather not discuss it during working hours, Sam. But as soon as I've typed up this report, I'll tell you exactly what I mean. to him on the way to the streetcar.
0: Save the stamp asked. What
1: else? Oh, Horace, you won't be needing me anymore. I'll not... Sit down. It's nearly 5.30,
0: Sam. And I told the photographer not to come. That's a fine thing. After all I've been through, you still say I have no sense of time and you told the photographer not to come. Why?
1: Because I knew you wouldn't be back in time. And if you were, you'd look so terrible the picture wouldn't be any good anyway.
0: Thanks a lot.
1: Oh, Sam. That's why I must have been so cranky. I must have had a premonition. (laughs) I don't know what's the matter with me. The world champ, oh, I? No. I think I'm turning into an old maid or something.
0: Oh, calm down. I don't must be. be. Oh, by the way, honey, uh, remind me to write to uh, Feige at Washington and ask them to send me that cigarette case for the souvenir if they take it off Van Pelt. After all, you know, it saved my life. Your life? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and mean, you know, I've been
1: nagging and saying all these terrible things. Oh, Sammy, so don't like with me. Oh, Sam, no, your bandages,
0: your, your wounds. Uh, good
1: night
0: good night night. classic streams
2: retro radio today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired. This concludes another episode of Classic Streams. Thank you for listening.
0: Classic Streams